You're listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio channel. Listen as Paul Roberts, Susan Finch, and Jim Obermeyer talk B2B podcasting tips for companies, speakers, authors, marketing teams, and the C-suite. everybody, Susan Finch here, president of Funnel Media Group, and your host today for Behind the Mic. And I've had this come up a few times in my classes. I want to cover moving your podcast. So you created this great podcaster, so you thought, and you kind of liked how it was set up, but not really. And you have new team members, and they say, I hate that software. I hate that platform. Let's do something better. Or maybe even that platform went away or has stopped being as effective, whatever the reason. There's a need for a move, but there's some different types of moves. This episode is going to cover what you need to be aware of, how you can prep, and how you can avoid getting missed listeners and losing all your subscribers. So here's the downfall of using a hub instead of a site that you want to 100% control the hosting and the posting. Controlling the hosting, the posting, yes, is more expensive. It's more labor intensive, but It's similar to when people think that they don't need a website because they have a Facebook page. That's not a website and you don't own it because last time I checked, you don't own Facebook, but you do own your domain. And a lot of these podcast venues like Libsyn, Blueberry, Podbean, and some of the others, they have options. And it's usually a paid option to be able to have your custom domain be the site. So instead of it being mycoolpodcast.podbean.com, it could be marketdominanceguys.com or funnelradiochannel.com, not the .podbean.com. You want it without that, just your domain.com. And all the links to all your episodes are yourdomain.com slash that link because you control that. But before you've even set up your podcast, you have to see, do they offer that? It's worth the extra money, folks. But if you want to be a little more elaborate with your hosting, you might want to say, well, I have this great WordPress site and I'm going to put in a plugin and I'm going to be able to play things. It still has to run through somebody like Blueberry or Libsyn or one of those other sites. So you have to decide how you want to do it. But maybe you made that decision. It's not great. Okay, time to move it. You got to change it. So with a bit of help from a knowledgeable web support person, you can set up this is getting a little nerdy here, 301 redirects for the list of your old links on your old place to your new location, (laughs) if you own the domain. Because if your site was simply octalkradio.libson.com, you don't own Libson. You can't put any 301 redirects. You can't do caca. You're stuck. Or you're starting over. Or you're keeping both going for a while because you don't want to lose it. What a pain. Before we even get to moving, this takes us back to setting up, have a real domain somewhere that you pay a little bit extra to be able to have your domain be the site so you can control it. And if you do have to move it, you can put in those redirects and say, hey, 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 Google, it used to be over here. Now it's over here. All right. So that's a little bit of backtracking on this topic. So let's assume you did have your own domain. Okay. And you're moving it. But you had files and things, and they were all over there at the old place. (sighs) This is kind of a pain, and this is going to be a long list. But it's super important to plan this 
before you just say, oh, I'm switching. We're just moving. They said I can import it over there and it's done. See how quick that was? Three clicks and I'm done. I am moved from one to the other. No, you still have a huge list that maybe you didn't plan for that you're going to miss out on. And don't rush this. Take your time because it just has to do it one time, hopefully. And even if you're just changing the name of your podcast and that changes the URL of your feed that wherever you have it hosted pushes out, you know, that Apple uses, that Spotify uses, that Stitcher uses, that they all use, you're going to also have to change it in all those venues. And the really icky thing, if you have ever followed my advice and you've sent your guests all the packages for their episodes, oh, here's your embed code. Put this on your website. Here's some graphics. Here's some links. Here's a post. Here's this and that. Well, that embed code, if you move it from Libsyn to Podbean or Podbean to Blueberry or wherever you're moving it, that embed code no longer works unless you continue paying for both accounts. And sometimes that's worth it. Because sometimes these places charge $14 a month and it's better than losing all that great traffic you had done before. But your new episodes are going to go to the new location. So let's talk about this. Let's make a list. There are so many pieces that you have when you've established a podcast. So let's make a list of these. Where are the inbound links to your podcast site? Who's linking to you? What other sites are linking to you? Maybe it's from your guests. Maybe it's your own internal website that has a bunch of links going to your podcast. Maybe they're blog posts that link to your podcast. Maybe social posts. Well, you want to find that out. So hopefully you've also followed my advice and set up Google Analytics. And you have the dashboard and you have your search console and it tells you where the links are coming in from. I've always taught people and my clients for my other business, Susan Finch Solutions, that Broken links don't have to be a bad thing on your site when you find them. They can be a conversation starter. This gives you an opportunity to go find those places linking into your existing site and opening up a conversation again. Say, hey, I just want you to know you're linking to us and thank you so much. We're going to be updating that link and here's the new link. I thought you'd want to know. And wow, that was such a great show. Do you want to come on again? Do you want to consider that? Do you want to consider putting a new blog post on or telling us what's going on with you? I'd love to hear about that. Come on our podcast. But here's the link to your last episode you were with us. It's a great way to reestablish those relationships and get caught up. Maybe they've changed companies. Maybe that post is so old as well. It makes absolutely no sense. And so you need those links updated. So now they win too because you're still making them sound great. You're updating the post. They're updating the link and everybody can keep being in a relationship. Isn't that nice? Now, what about your main site? A lot of you take shortcuts and you say, oh, here's the link to my podcast and they send them off. Great. But you might have a landing page on your main site as you should. And that landing page would have a player. Well, that player is not going to work anymore if you're switching it to the new site. And if you keep both, it'll only have the old episodes. So maybe you have two players. But mainly you want to promote the new ones. You got to change that code and all the links. What about your social profiles? A lot of you added that you host a podcast as like a part-time position or as a project. You're going to want to update all that as well. Make sure those links work. And if you're only on the team, make sure your hosts have done all that or do it for them. 
clean all that up. And on your business pages on social, whether it's a Facebook page, a LinkedIn page, any directories where you get to list multiple links and your podcast is in there, maybe it's in your email signature, all that has to go to the new link. And again, if your domain is the same and you're just moving the hosting companies, this is a lot easier. You have fewer steps. But the players are the key because those are some weird wacky codes that are actually, you know, not mass. And it'll say blah, 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 Podbean, blah, 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 Libs and blah, blah. You want to make sure that those are updated. The next thing is how many of you combine your podcast with a drip campaign or email marketing? When people subscribe to your podcast via email to get an RSS to email update, because some of us like getting emails and reminding us, oh, there's a cool episode. I'm going to listen. Go update all of those. And that means every graphic in that post, in those little drip campaign posts, we forget sometimes that the big graphic at the top links to it. We forget the little footer graphic links to the old one. Make sure it's all updated and that those links go to the new links for all the episodes. The last one you're going to have to do, and you won't be able to do it until you have your new feed URL, is the podcast app venues like Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify. Stitcher, all of them, some of them make it kind of easy to update, especially if you're the one who created those you know, promotions of your podcast. If your guy did it or the person did it or whatever, and you don't have access to their little dashboard, hmm, that's going to be a pain. You're going to have to sweet talk them into update, especially if they're not working with you anymore. But for us at Funnel Radio and Funnel Media Group, we give you guys that control or we always make it easy. Even our past shows that have gone away and they don't promote with us anymore, we still will update that for them. They just have to send us the links. It's okay. No hard feelings. What about your guests? Are they linking to those episodes and your podcast from their site? Let them know ahead of time. So this is where we have to go into a list then. We've talked about all the things you need to know, but you're going to have to make a list. You're going to want a spreadsheet. And for some of us that love spreadsheets, that's okay. But you're going to want to list every single episode from the past. And maybe somebody can help you grab that information, export that information, get the feed and parse it out to make it really easy to build your spreadsheet, depending how many episodes you have. We have some shows with 700 episodes. It would take a while if we move them. Some only have five or six because they just started. So that's easy. I can just go to their page, right click and get the link. But you're going to want one column for existing one column for new, because if you are able to set up that 301 redirect, you will have a place to set it up. Like this one was this, now it's this. Okay. That's pretty easy. And your web person might be able to help you do it at a little higher level at the domain, especially if your domain's hosted with Google, they make it kind of easy. There's some really cool backend stuff that you can put in there to redirect stuff. Again, if you control the domain. Now you're going to make a list of all those links. Got that. All right. And then add a third column for the embed code, for the new, not the old, because you're just going to have to change it everywhere. You may even have blog posts with old embed code for your episodes. I have five sites I maintain that I use and promote. Oh my gosh, what a pain when I make a change like this, because I have to go find all those episodes and where I've mentioned it or snippeted it or wherever I've done with it and go update it. Now, if you are like we are at Funnel Media Group, we have two graphics for each episode too, plus the banner. And other subscribe on whatever the venue is graphics. You're going to want to make sure that you have copies of all that for when you move from one to the other. Just because they import your MP3 files 
and the title and the basics of your post doesn't mean they'll bring over all those other goodies because some sites like Podbean let you have pages and sidebars and stuff and you might not have all those graphics. And some venues only use one image. They use a square one only. Sometimes you have social images as well. Make sure you have a copy and that's all in a directory. You're going to want to keep those handy. We always keep a library of both versions. We have the one that's published and then we keep a back archive of all those images for our host for their show so they can always go back and get them later. We keep that on drive. Makes it easy. I know it's a little bit more work, but it sure is handy for promoting past episodes as well. And again, reconnecting with your guests. Maybe you're going to update their posts this time. Take that opportunity. Once you've reached out, you can say, huh, you're at a new company. Well, tell me about that. Update their posts. Make them look good at their new company if you're republishing it. If you are changing URLs too. Oh my goodness, I forgot about this part of it until just this moment. When you're changing URLs, don't forget to change your call to action in all of your episodes. It's one thing to move where it's hosted, but if you're also changing the name of the show and the URL and stuff, whew, you're going to have to change that call to action and maybe edit every single past episode and put a new one over it, just paste it in Audition or whatever you use. You never know where people are going to find your episode or when they're going to come into the story. They might find one because of a topic from like three years ago, but it's still relevant to them. But you're telling them a different site at the end. Poop. Got to fix that. You might have to, with the venues, Apple Podcasts and iHeart and all of those, you may have to fill out a form that they have to go through a process to get it updated. You may have to sweet talk their support people. Be really kind because they don't have to do this for you. They're just being helpful. And you may have to, at some point, decide, oh, this is so much stinking work. I'm just going to start fresh. And if you haven't had a lot of traffic and it's early in the process, that might be okay. If you're changing the name and the location, it's something to consider because this is a lot of work. But if you've had a show for a few years and you've been so faithful at publishing every week, every two weeks, whatever it is, it's going to be worth it to change, especially if your guests have been loyal and happy to help you by posting the episode they had with you on their site. Here's another place sometimes people forget. If you're really enthusiastic and you create previews on YouTube, well, that's a video that's sitting on your channel. You're going to want to update that too. Make sure that call to action at the end is current. The end card links back to your new podcast site. There's so many things in this list. So we talked about drip campaigns. You might have other CRM processes though. You know, whatever tools you're using that promotes the podcast. Oh, and don't forget your ads. Some of you do paid ads to promote your podcast. Some of you are in link pods. Some of you connect with those third-party black hat kind of situations that have you subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe to get your numbers up. Don't do that. That's really weak. But if you're doing that, anything you're paying for, you want to make sure that they have the current location for everything you're promoting. This is a big list and it requires planning. Do not trust this process to your newest person if possible. I know it might sound, oh, this is like tedious. I'm going to give it to the cheap person. Careful. Because you want to have someone help you who has done this before or who at least has a history with your podcast and can think of all the nooks and crannies where the old links might be tucked away. Oh my goodness, isn't that quite a list, Paul? 
I am scratching my head wondering why anybody would even want to bother changing after all these things. And I get it. The appeal is always there. The new is always better. And they're adding new features and they make it sound so simple. One step will move all your podcasts over. Yeah, but all that stuff that you had linking to it all over the world is now lost if you lose that connection, right? It is. And they will all promise. Guys, just because people promise, like we said, three clicks and you're done. So there's so much more to it than that. So I can't even state strongly enough. This is all about the planning ahead of time. And maybe you're going to delay your podcast a little bit and not launch quite on time. Maybe launch a little bit later. Those extra few days or a week or so that you're going to spend really thinking through the name, really liking the name and the domain and everything else will pay off. So let me ask you a couple of questions here. Sure. I I took some notes along the way here. You raised a couple issues I would have never thought about. I have been doing this podcast, let's say, for a year or more. I've gotten a bunch of guests to embed this on their site with the little player code that Podbean or Libsyn or Blueberry or somebody gave me here. I gave it to them. They put it on their site, and they've been playing it forever. It doesn't work anymore if I close that account. Right. All of that stuff. So not only do you lose that traffic, you might even tick off those people because now they're going back and saying, wait a minute, I wanted to show my interview. What happened to it? It doesn't work anymore. So all of that goodwill that you build, it almost seems like your suggestion is counterintuitive as that is. Pay the 10 bucks, pay the 15 bucks a month and keep both accounts open for the old stuff. And then for the new stuff, if you think it's really worth it, if they've got some features right. that you really like or you don't like the other service for some reason, it's almost like you have to keep the other one open. Well, it's another one of those steps that we do for all of our hosts of Funnel Media. We make that wild spreadsheet, and you've seen it, where it has the replay for resharing and stuff, but it also has a tab for the show, that episode info, how to reach the guest, how to reach their people, all the ways to connect with them on social, because if you do need to go back and have a conversation with them or give them an update, you have a way to reach them. So you could turn it into a positive thing. You could start a conversation and say, hey, I got a whole new player for you here. I know you were on two years ago, six months ago here. Here's a new player, new and improved, and you might want to take a look at this. So you could if you had most of us that really detailed. When the show is over, it's over. I'm on to the next one here. I've forgotten all about where it went or who the guest was and all that data that went with it here. You can't. And the other thing about giving them the new player and stuff – If you have any hope of them helping you update it on their site, send them what the link is, where the player is, find it on their site for them. And you do that through Google dashboard. Say, oh, this one, see this link? Because otherwise their web people are going, where is that? I didn't know where that is. Exactly. All right, so let me give you another question that came up. You've got all these past episodes that you very carefully encouraged your guest to either link to, or maybe you gave them the embed code. All of that goes away if that original place it was stored changes. Um, there's no way to redirect all those episodes because they were all they're they're taken down literally when you take that right. account away. Too many people I watch too many podcast sites that they use the domain for like a WordPress site, but not for something like Podbean because they're cheap. They want I want the free one. Right. Well, great, you don't get your own domain, and so you have no control to redirect anything you really have to make that decision when you think of the hours involved in this 
bang, how many years of continued hosting that would get you. If you just paid for it at the discounted rate in advance and just fine, just let that one go. And I'm going to start a new one. Right. So another question comes up immediately. So let's say you, again, people are always confused. YouTube acts differently. Send us your stuff. We'll store it. We'll do everything with it. But starting with iTunes and all those who followed them, you got to store it somewhere and then forward it to them. So you're paying for a storage site like Podbean, Lips, and whatever. And the only reason you do this is because Apple and all these others give you very little, if anything, and they don't want to store them. It isn't storing. It's the proper formatting of the RSS feed. And the RSS feed is the link pin to everything. And if that isn't formatted right, and that's why you use any of these services, you say, oh, I can just put it in my media library on WordPress. Right. That's not going to format a feed properly. No. To have them read it. So now you've moved from one service to the next. That service was also your RSS feed to all the aggregators, to the iTunes. That's what I was saying. Yeah, you have to go update all that. And And, they won't always. And don't you? If if you change your name, Tenlo Radio, Tenlo had a hard time getting their name changed to Tenlo Radio and a couple of them because it still has this rapid testing AI. And it was difficult to get that change. I mean, I'm still sweet talking a couple of them. So if you do that, then do you have to go back and re-upload all of your original episodes to this new thing? One, Um, so that they're there and people can go back into the catalog and listen to them. And two, otherwise they won't appear on any of the aggregators. You've taken down your original files. You're putting the new ones up on this new server that's feeding to iTunes. And then you go to iTunes and say, where's my original 100 episodes? So think about this. You have a feed. Right. And you have subscribers that say, I want to get stuff for funnel radio channel. Great. And it has a feed. But if I change that feed address to do a new RSS feed, these subscribers are still going to get it. Right. And it will have to update. And because we've brought in all the old shows to the new one, it will eventually update. Just takes a bit for the dust to settle. The place where it doesn't work is when you have linked to specific episodes and files and embed code is the worst part. The part with the venues that's a pain is that they don't all update that simply. And especially for Tenlo, we'd stay with Pondbean, but they want to change the URL, which changed the feed and the name of the show. And both things have not settled all the way in all the venues yet. They also resolve. The last question I have for today is why would anybody want to do it? Is there something really that enticing other than the service ticked you off? You, you didn't like what they did. So you're just mad. You want to go somewhere, but are there really, I know they're coming up with new features all the time, particularly the newer storage sites. They're offering ad insertion points or other sorts of things that they think will attract people. So is there really a, a, a big reason that you see to move people or is it just like Tenlo? They changed the name of the show and they want to, update everything. Sometimes it's a leadership. Sometimes a company gets acquired and is forced to change it. Sometimes the host changes and we get a little bit of ego involved too. And so things need to be changed or just the whole flavor of the podcast is no longer relevant. So they want it to be more current and accurate. So there are reasons. And that's why that planning process, you want something that's a little broader. It's kind of like when you get a trademark, you go as broad as you can so then if you change little pieces underneath it, they fall under, it won't matter because the broad thing still works. But don't fall for the marketing tricks of these storage sites that say, come on over, we'll make it easy. We'll move all your stuff over in three clicks. 
and we'll give you three months for free. And you say, okay, great. I'll get three months for free. And then you leave them after three months. It's like what we do with cell phones. I'm sorry to say you get six months here and then you go to another guy and another guy and you think you're being so smart, but you're, it's all this past storage stuff, all yeah. the links that you're wiping out, all the goodwill that you've created with your guests, all that stuff. You can go back and find it if you've kept a list like you're talking about. But I suspect most of us haven't. And some of them will even say, hey, we'll help you with the services and get that update. Okay, that's that piece. Okay, thanks. I appreciate that. But all those other pieces that they have no access to, this is your reputation. This is your relationships. And they might not be a big deal to you. Maybe you just had some fly-by-night guests and stuff. You don't really care. But if you're bothering doing this, you're putting an effort into it. You don't want to lose all that work. When I saw today's title, I thought, oh, come on, this can't be a whole show here. Just moving from one place to the next. It's easy. <laughs> wow, is I wrong? All right. Final takeaways, final thoughts. Before you start your podcast, really think it through. Think through the overall broader scope message and the domain and the hosting company and what they're offering you so you can own your own domain. Make copies of everything you upload somewhere just in case you have to move it and keep those wild spreadsheets that we create for people. If you're in our group, we make them for you and we update them for you too. And we put all that stuff in there. So you would always be able to reach your guests, have the code, send the package and do all the things to encourage them to share their episode with you to everyone. One more reason people got to tune into Behind the Mic. There's a lot more to this behind the podcasting world than you think here. Yeah. Susan at FunnelRadio.com. If you want to talk about this or if you are faced with this conundrum. Okay. All right. I hate conundrums. I even hate the word. Okay. All right, Susan. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Paul. You've been listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio channel. Never miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe at FunnelRadioChannel.com or in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Blueberry, TuneIn, and more.